Hello and welcome to Game Makers episode 334. Your host, Minecaps, aka Wheels. Uh, still devastated by Dragon Quest XI events. And with me as always. Man who erased his name. I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> alternative, and... uh, alternative joke. Uh, hero of the Fire Clan, David McBurney, Family Master. And man who did not understand either reference and is okay with that, your manager pen Michael Baker, Gaiji Monogatari. Fine, you'll you'll hear you'll know what both of them mean by the time the podcast is done. Well, depending uh. on whether, depending on people's preference for Dragon Quest Eleven spoilers. Mm. Yeah, please yeah, don't spoil. I will eventually play that game myself, okay. so please yes, don't I will spoil. Not spoil. Because it was somehow not spoiled for me, and it was shocking, and... Um, it's a great scene. Yeah, I'm devastated. Is this Avatar? Yes. Sadly, sadly I don't know which scene or... you're talking about, but, and I've beaten the game. I know exactly which scene he's talking about. We can talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'll, and then... I'll send it to you in chat, actually, just so you know. And, and also, uh, hanging on because I... Called out of work due to messed up stomach is Tam. I wonder if other clients heard about Don't die. Also, hi, Fire Miner. What's up, Fire Miner? No, yeah. no, there's, there's no dying. It, I ate something that just did not agree with me yesterday. The man who erased his that. It's not fun. <laughs> haven't we all? Haven't we all? Uh, yeah. So there's actually a lot to discuss. So uh, let's let's maybe uh, quickly get into what we've been playing. Sure. Yeah. Let's get that. Let's go through that quick before we get to all the things. Ah. Literally all the things. Who wants to go first? Uh, Should I go first? Because traditionally what? we have Gaijin go first, but okay. Why not? Um, well, I, I finished Submerged. Mm -hmm. Not quite the ending I thought it was going to be. Final impression? Um, it really feels like somebody was a big fan of Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. That can be good, or it can be quite boring, depending upon what parts they were a fan of. <laughs> um, honestly, it did a very good job of making it interesting to just climb around various buildings in a half-drowned city with realistically no actual chance of a game over. That's good, at least. It's because you can't actually die in the game. You can't actually fall in the game. So, I mean, when you think about it, it should not have been as interesting as it was, but it was just really cool to explore. That's good enough. Wait, are you but again, I thought the, the ending was going to go in a completely different direction. So, yeah. And then other than that, um, played a couple demos on Steam this week. Mm -hmm. So, um, Tevi was fun. But Tevi was good. Mm -hmm. um, it reminded me of just how drastically different Metroidvanias can define the term normal difficulty. <laughs> you can get some. Uh, you can get some broad uh, ideas of what counts as normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the two the Metroidvanias I played before that definitely had a much different concept of normal on difficulty. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than that, 
oddly enough, Tevi kind of reminded me of Maple Story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I assume the, the DS the, game. <laughs> yes, the DS game, yes. Um, a lot more mobile, and the character was a lot more mobile than those usually are, but... Hmm. Um, You'll see. Yeah. So... <sighs> But, uh, but, um, and then the other game was a side-scrolling beat-em-up called Maiden Cops, and I'm just like, okay, this is it. Um, okay, yeah, okay, delete the demo. This sounds like a, when I hear the name Maiden Cops, I think this sounds like a horny thing. It, oh, it, it is. Not yes. I mean, I've, I've played enough games of that type back in the 90s, on, in arcade, even, to have mm -hmm. a basic idea of how it is, and I played a couple of the River City Ransom games and t enough to know that this is a game that really does not bring anything to its genre except ridiculously scanty police uniforms. Mm -hmm. Not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And the the writing wasn't that good. The I'm, I'm not even sure if it was native English or localization, but it was neither way it was good. And... Um, Characterizations, bleh. It just it, it did not hold my interest very well. Just kind of mediocre. Yeah. I plan to buy it. Which is not what you want to hear for a game where it's very obviously supposed to be um, horny appeal. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I plan to buy it. Still. I will not interrogate I'm sure you either. do. I, can I know exactly why you plan to buy it. It's still, <laughs> it still doesn't change my assessment of the game itself. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, quickly running through. What about you, Tam? What you been playing? Uh, I have been playing a little bit of the uh, Tales of Arise DLC. Uh huh. So. That uh, um. That doesn't sound promising. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Tales of Arise a lot. Mm -hmm. I know some people are mixed opinion. I enjoy Tales of Arise a lot. I don't know if this DLC was really needed. I feel like that's true of a lot of DLCs. <laughs> Bit of a shame. Honestly, I am more interested by one of these side quests in this game, in the DLC, than the main story of the DLC. Oops. And unfortunately, oh, that side quest DLC, that side quest in the DLC, is spoilers for the ending of the base game, so I can't talk about it. Oh, fun! Oh, rip. <laughs> uh -oh. Fireminer agreed with you, though, for what it meant, for what that was worth. I will message uh, Fireminer specific. privately. <laughs> it's specifically about uh, that was the the statement is my thoughts exactly when I played it. Uh, yeah, I still haven't gotten around to the base game because I just don't play PS5 games that much. Oh. Why are you like ten times the size of a normal man? Oh, you've never seen Avatar. Have you? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I didn't no, realize huge. that they were nineteen yeah, feet huge. tall. Yeah, they're huge. Um, I've also been playing the normal uh, waifu collector number sixty-five. And I've been playing more Honkai Star Rail since I've gotten my account back. I am. I am. I have uh, moved. Pa I will be civil about Gotcha for this uh, for the duration of this podcast and no further. Um, 
But, oh, yeah. I, I understand. I play trash, and I... Uh, we oh, also no, no, see it's not my about... wish list now. <laughs> it, is, it is not about trash. It is, uh, like, my my brain... Like, a switch has flipped in my brain from, like... like To the point of, like, I can't pretend these are normal anymore. I can't pretend that this is not, like... That these existing is not the sign of a fundamental sickness. But that's uh, that's a different thing, and I don't want to do that while you're just talking about things you're enjoying. So I'll move on. It's a, it's okay. I I under trust me. I know quite well what I have gotten my life into. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like I, because I, I had to sit through like spoiler alert, like we're recording this right after the game awards. I had to sit through like five Hoyoverse uh, trailers, and every single time it's like you could just make a game, you could just make a goddamn video game instead of doing like this thing where like one percent of your players is going to subsidize everything else because you're just going to like drain them like a dreadful monetary vampire. And I'm and one of those is one of the games I'm playing. Yeah. Honkai. Yeah. yeah. Well, Star Rail, not Third Impact. I don't know the difference, and I choose not to understand it. Uh, Star, but, Rail, uh, Star Rail is a turn-based game. Third Impact is not. Got it. And how okay. does this relate to Genshin Impact? Same company. Think, yeah, they're just the same company. I don't think that there's like a canonical relation. Yeah, no. Genshin Impact's like their fantasy world. Honkai is their sci-fi world. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. On but that yeah. part, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna like go after you for for liking them because it's just like whatever you like, you like the thing that they're trying to make you like that un is understandable. But I am like, I I've moved past the point of being able to pretend to be patient with like the companies themselves, and that's oh that's yeah, all the, the, shit on the company is fine. I I I don't care about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying like I am trying to make sure that it is not that it's clear I'm not like yelling at you <laughs> but yeah uh um so, and, yeah, and, and i beat final play? fantasy 5 again today that's good that's a fun game i like that okay. game <laughs> yeah so not my favorite uh, but it's good i mean not my favorite but it's good could be applied to almost every game in the series by somebody i think mm -hmm. i got it fire minor Fire Miner raises the counterpoint of uh, third growing up in a third world country uh, where many people earn less than $30 a month. A lot of people want to play console quality games. Swami Hoyo games are so big in Southeast Asia and Russia. I feel like there has to be a way to do that that does not... I was going to say, I feel like there has to be a way to do that that does not involve the exploitation of gambling addicts. Yeah. Like... If we're like, like at that point, we're talking about a vaguely, uh, at best, zero sum equation, wherein like uh, good things reach people who would not otherwise have them because other people are being actively ex having their psychology actively exploited. But yeah, m moving on. Uh, so yeah. you finished FF Five. What was the? I was just going to say. Have a... I don't think any of us are necessarily against the idea of a free to play game. But building it around gotcha, yes. because like my fundamental argument is, even if you if you wanted to like say here's a game with infinite microtransactions, I can accept that. I uh, like I won't play it because I'll probably get irritated at what it's asking me to pay for. 
But if you give me like infinite opportunities to make a choice about what to buy, that is moral enough to be allowed to live. But if your entire business model is to obfuscate how much you need to pay to get the things you actually want, no. <laughs> but yeah. Um... And we'll we'll hit this question in a bit once we've gotten through some news. So, but uh, uh, you did FF five. What was your what's your general party oh, loadout for that? And so I I I've moved my Switch game to my next. Uh, I am tired and I'm going to bed. Game, which is Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> Just eventually you'll run yourself out of relaxing Final Fantasies. Yeah, I mean that. The, I mean the because they're games I've played so many times. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to be like, I need to shut my brain off and go to bed. Oh, you know, Dragon Quest does the same thing to me because they're they're very, at least the early ones. You know, there's not a lot you of can exciting, there's, a lot of, there's there's grinding. It's easy to auto, yeah, autopilot and just shut my brain off and eventually just knock myself out. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Excuse me. But yeah. So yeah, FF5, uh, the classic FF is always a good choice for that. Then uh, I'm, I'm playing the uh, the Switch versions. Yeah, I assumed you were doing the Pixel, uh, Pixel remasters. Uh, yeah, the only one of those I've picked up is 3, but that was a very good version. That was easily the best English version of 3. Can I say it's the only English version? No. No, there, there's, there is another version. You can argue about whether it's acceptable uh, in a different place, but, you know, they, they are both still FF3. But we're not having this debate. Uh, anything else you've been up to? or? Oh, that's, that's really... I mean, yeah, no, that's about it. Gotcha. Uh, wait, well, other, than this, other than this, like... Far Cry meets Avatar Nightmare that I'm looking at. What have you been playing? Well, why is it a nightmare? Like I've always, been, <laughs> I've always liked the idea of a Far Cry game. I haven't really liked any of them because real-world settings usually bore the hell out of me. So, like that yeah. sort of game applied to an alien world is definitely my jam. It's a nightmare to me because I've never like watched more than like five minutes of an Avatar, and thus have never had to meaningfully reckon with the aesthetic choices that were made throughout it, and I don't like most of them. <laughs> uh, I, I, dislike the, I dislike the gigantic cat wearing a baseball cap, is what I'm saying. I can understand that. <laughs> I like both movies a lot. I yeah, don't know I'm not. I would I'm not want here to watch to... them without 3D. So I have not rewatched them very much. <laughs> you you watch them at the time in the same way that one per that one would go to a an amusement park and ride a roller coaster. Yes, essentially. Actually, it's is, very there's a very apt description right there. Yeah, which is which is not to diminish it. Roller coasters are awesome. Yeah, no, and it's it's the world is very cool, and it's it's honestly a perfect video game setting. So. You know, and it's the first this, time we've had one since, since the Xbox game, 360. <laughs> since this game was first shown off, I'm like, yeah, that seems cool. So mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was actually out yet, or is this a demo? No, it just came out today. Oh, well, okay, that explains it. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm just as shocked as you on that front too, Dave. I thought it was like next year, not. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things before. that like I, I can understand why it ended up the way that it was, why it ended up now, as because it's just like, well, it has to come out sometime, and it's not like they can wait for the next movie. Yeah, <laughs> God only knows when that'll be. So. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Also, I believe Joe just appeared. So, hello, Joe. You know. Hello. Based on the animation in the last movie, it's, it's going to take a while because it, it's honestly some of the best animation I've seen in a movie. They got a lot of time and a lot of money. Yep. What's he going to say? What else have you been playing, though? Uh, I've been playing Dragon Quest XI on Hooray! Mild Break because uh, reasons. Wales has been emotionally reasons. devastated. I've Moving emotion on. Honestly, emotionally devastated. I had It was sitting there playing through this and the story events kind of continued on and like you know what some of the wife and kids were talking to me while i was playing this with this and just and they're like yeah okay sure sure okay <laughs> whatever i'm gonna go i'm gonna go cry for a bit uh, i'm going to make a comment ball. i'm going to tell mm -hmm. you something wheels it's okay to put the bad game down i'm not saying dragon quest 11 is actually a bad game though i'm just making the comment it's okay Dragon Quest XI is uh, it's probably a, it's my a, RPG of the year when it, yeah. for the year it came out. I will, um, although it is a bit long in the tooth, I I will say that. I just I had been Quest waiting is. for like 15 years for what amounts to Dragon Quest VIII too, and I finally got it. Um, uh, I'm gonna wait until I actually finish the game to lavish my full praise, but mm -hmm. it's. Uh, Capable of getting to you, so there's that. Yes. It's, it's a game <laughs> that I absolutely love. Mm. <sighs> uh, what else have I been playing? Um, keep wanting to get to Persona 5 Tactics, Tactica. Um, problem is, I'm like really at the early in the, in the game, and it wants to teach me to play. And but I you already know Tactics games. So. I need to find a time where I can just sit down and like. <laughs> Suck that up. Blitz through that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I did fire up... Um, I'm sad I haven't played more of this game, but it just kind of came out amongst, amongst a ton of shit. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just a ton of games coming out, but um, Mario and Rabbids. Playing some yeah, Sparks of Hope. Yeah, that game kicks ass, and I, I'm sad I haven't like devoured it. It's just... Is, is it as hard as the first game? No. Okay, because the first game has, a, like, I'm still very early in the first game, and I'm having to fight, like, three big rabbits that can throw you, and it's just like, oh, yeah, oh my god. Like, yeah. Surprising amount of teeth. Yeah. No, the, that game can kick your ass. I think there's more difficulty options in this one, too. Okay. If you want to knock that That's down. Okay. It also gives you, like, the first one kind of piecemeals you out party members. This one kind of just gives them all to you right away. So you can mm -hmm. build, you can use, like, a party to your play style or even switch around, like, you know, who, figure out who uh, is best for that that battle, which has helped me out a few times in some tougher battles, um, just switching to different characters. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a very good game, and I'm I'm probably gonna find now that the Destiny expansion is delayed. I'll probably find one of the early <laughs> months next year to just 
knock uh, it out. Yeah, knock it out. So, I'd also like to, before it gets lost, uh, call it shout out to Lurker first time in chat. Uh, no bake or no bake. Just said, been lurking. Might as well say hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Always glad to see new people. Yeah. Uh, Lurking. Uh, you are welcome to lurk and watch, and you are never required to ask or to chat. If you, never required if you to deal welcome, with our shit. You are welcome <laughs> to just sit and enjoy. So thank you. Now for... we do this because we're all we're all just weirdos, broken yes. in the head. Uh, so something. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Been. So. Okay, buckle up, people. I've talked about Destiny. Oh, no. Talk about Destiny for a minute. I'm not going to talk okay, about. Okay, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm not going to talk about anything regarding the company because it's a whole thing. Uh, but uh, a new dungeon came out in the game, and I have played it in a bunch, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a bit easier than the last one they put out, but it's. No, it's just well designed, entertaining. Uh, cool lore, uh, like all the content they've put out this year that nobody has bought because their community sucks. Uh, not every community. Uh, not all. I mean, I don't really like Final Fantasy XIV, but a lot of that community is nice. You haven't had to see the people that are constantly like playing uh, every new content pack immediately and then complaining that they don't have anything else to play. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, when bit. I say community, it's mostly just like the people, the loudest and most annoying people. But I, I think for Destiny, it's kind of different because I feel like a lot of the attitude towards that game comes from a lot of the big like content creators that play it and that people like watch a lot. And I feel like a lot of them were overly negative to a lot of the stuff that's come out of Destiny 2 this year. And, you know, there are people that, like, play the game as a job. So I don't think they had necessarily the right perspective. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not been a great year for the game, except for the content, which has been awesome. So let us, let us never... Let us never forget the the moral of the most famous scene of uh, Tom Sawyer as remarked upon by Mark Twain in the narration of that book. If uh, Tom had been uh, a more philosophical man, he might have realized at that point that work is anything that a body is obliged to do and play is anything that a body is not obliged to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no bake says, I thought I was here for the start of complaining about Mugen Souls. Uh, I mean, that happens on and occasion. Periodically. It'll happen. We will get to that eventually. At some point, you'll, whenever you'll we have anything else to complain about, we will get to Mugen Souls. At some point, I'm going to play the sequel, too. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a strange. You don't have to do that. I know, but content. Also, Fireminer brings up buying John Romero's new di biography. I think that's Doom Guy. I need to read that. Interesting to read about how game engine licensing used to work at the beginning. Yeah, that must have come up a lot around Daikatana. But yeah, so that all you've been up to for in regards to Play Wheels? Uh, I think. Let me think for a second, because my brain is deranged. Oh, okay, watch three. Uh, I finished Elias' chat. My 
time clock is at like 50 hours now so <laughs> yeah uh still playing that and um i don't know how close i am to the end because i spent a bunch of time doing random shit and actually collecting yokai which is not something i usually do in monster collecting games i usually get a team that i like and kind of just stick to that maybe occasionally mm-hmm. getting one as i see monsters but mm-hmm. yeah there you go still playing the yokai watches which are fun and i, I think once i finish that i'm gonna play more of that uh fan translation of four which so far has mm-hmm. seemed very solid so yeah the quality we'll talk a of, bit more uh, about uh, fan, fan translations shortly yeah I was going to say, the quality of fan translations has really gone up over the years. Hmm. Except for, like, some people who were always very good at them, i.e. Ion Genesis. Yeah, dude's a good guy. Um, What's I going to say? But yeah, we'll uh, we'll be talking a bit more about fan translations shortly. That's a a preview. Uh, But first, Joe, what have you been playing? Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) right now... I'm playing Star Ocean Second Story R. Hell yeah! On my Steam Deck OLED. Love that game. Yep, and the the colors really pop on here, and it's not a graphically demanding game, so it can run on pretty much anything, which is nice. Hmm. So yeah, so somebody added that to my game library. So thank you to that person. You're welcome. There will be thank yous in order throughout this. Um, yeah. I was asked if I had updated my wish list, so I made sure this was the only thing on there. <laughs> I've over your wish list for a long time trying to decide. Oh, wait, no, that was Tam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just put that my wish list on Steam, as Wheels puts it, is an adventure. Yes. And I was telling Gaijin a little bit about it, and it, it is something else. <laughs> It was kind of awesome. It, I, I, I actually joked. I was. I actually joked. I should have done something like that before I knew that you did it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's not even that I did it. That's just my wish list in general. This was yeah. this was not a bit. It was merely life taking it and life finding a way. <laughs> so I, I'm glad I could save you the trouble, Gaijin. <laughs> Oh no, you just saved but, me some uh, embarrassment, not trouble. <laughs> and questioning looks from your wife. <laughs> oh no, I mean, more like um, damage done to my laptop because I can't, I mean, it's not really built for a lot of higher end games. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm really annoyed that certain games announced very recently were not announced for Switch. Yeah, some of them look like they'll probably end up uh, being announced for its successor once, you know not a minefield to acknowledge that existing (laughs) yeah but uh yeah uh joe as you were saying yes that's fine um so i'm playing that right now um i'm also working on my holiday buying guide 2023 so i've been doing you know some streams and some videos and stuff so um i did a quick review of metroid prime remastered and played that for a little bit on hard mode and of course got killed because that game's fucking hard on hard mode um <laughs> As it should so be. yeah plenty of positive things to say about that remaster that came out earlier this year and i i so i did stream the whole thing when it came out but this was just a short little like 20 minute review video on youtube and then 
then I tried F099 and I hated it. So I started a new YouTube series called Joey Hates Everything. And just been Joe Hater. Spent about 20, 30 minutes complaining about F099. And yeah. Not quite what I wanted from a new F0 game. Um, it's not even a new F0, it's just their old maps and stuff as a battle royale. Yeah, it's stupid. Some of the maps are new. It's stupid, but anyways, um, so uh, yeah, so I did those two videos, and I've been meaning to jump back into Baldur's Gate three. So I was streaming that a little bit last night. Um, so I got to a point with my second character, which is a bard, and I, I got to the point where I went into the goblin stronghold because I wanted to save the tieflings because the druid leader is just awful, and I just want to spite her. <laughs> and so so I decided I'm going to help the Tieflings, and they're like, okay, well, if we leave the Druid settlement now, then the goblins will kill us. So you got to do something about the goblins. Fine. So I go into the goblin stronghold, and of course, each of the leaders, one of the leaders tries to perform surgery on you, and it's like, you kill her, so yeah, nobody's going to miss her. Um, then the you other two want you to... of the leaders into places where they won't, where no one will notice that you've killed them. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So one of them, that happened, and I was like, okay, cool, I didn't pull aggro. Then... On the other two, they wanted me to do quests for them. I'm like, no. And I quickly figured out that if one of the goblins hits that stupid drum, then you're screwed. So I managed to take out both of them, but when I killed the third one, I still pulled aggro from the rest of the facility. And I stupidly walked right out the front door, and there's a giant horde of goblins there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> and, and then I found a side door to escape out of, but then you I go. still somehow pulled aggro from every goblin. What? Pro tip. You can just fast travel yeah. out of there. I yeah. figured that out. Yeah. After two okay. so the entire stream was two mm. failed attempts to win that horrible fight outside of the place and then I fast traveled and then stopped applying. I, I guess it's nice that you can fast travel out of there. I kind of don't like it. Because okay. you should have to That's deal with that. this consequences. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I, listen, I like that. I love that game a lot. It's extremely good. I have a lot of problems with it. <laughs> I really like it. I don't have a lot of problems. There's one particular scene where I'm like, this game can, the dice rolls here can fuck you over in yeah. ways that are unrecoverable really badly. Listen, I'm impressed by all the D&D in the game. I think it needs less D&D. <laughs> this what is was, what faithfulness gets you. Yes. <laughs> I was, that's what I was getting to. Like, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 is, you know a much more accurate representation of D&D &D than 1 and 2. You feel like you're playing an actual game of 5th edition D&D, &D, but you were always like one bad dice roll away from a game over, and then you're constantly dying and reloading your saves and losing progress because it doesn't autosave when it should. And To be fair, that tallies with my experiences with 1 and 2. <laughs> okay. Which so... are extremely faithful to bad versions of D&D. &D. <laughs> so I just... I prefer the real time with pause oh, and God. Oh, why, Joe? No, I just, no. I just do. Anyways, like, what I'm suggesting is give me something more like your Divinity games, not that. Jeez, dear Lord, no. And we, well, we've discussed uh, this before too. And without the Forgotten Realm setting in the D and D rule set, it really is just Divinity Original Sin three, and that's not really a bad thing. No, that's a great but, thing. 
Um, but anyways, just to anybody looking for a true spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate 2, you'd want to check out Pillars of Eternity. I, I thought that was a better game. Um, so Can't anyways. go that far with you. Okay. I like Pillars of Eternity, but like I definitely think that I like Baldur's Gate 3 more. But... Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with it so far after about 20 hours of play. But I like that you can respec all of the characters and that way you can still have them in your party and do their quests and all that. Well, it's especially funny if you respect someone like Will out of his character class, because well, then his entire party quest doesn't make any sense. Well, <laughs> and here's the kind of the thing about this game, the game, is like, depending on your choices and what you do and how you spec things, you can have wildly different experiences, and I don't totally mean that in a positive way. Well, um, I've actually got a friend who streams... Uh, who's doing this uh, uh, with with a, another buddy of mine, um, mm -hmm. and they're doing the new hardcore mode that just came out. Oh, God. That sounds awful. Yeah, so uh, they, they've had to restart twice now. Uh, I, I think I believe that it. I would <laughs> cease to be able to enjoy video games at that oh, point. No, well, they, they <laughs> just recently, like, beat it normally, but the hardcore mode... Um, added like layer actions and legendary actions to the uh, to the monsters. Ugh. Uh, ugh. Okay, moving on. Well, this is normal. Uh, if you play D and D five E, this is normal stuff. I know. I don't like it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Also, also a recipe for disaster if you don't program the AI prompt better. <laughs> One of the fun things about playing against uh, about playing D and D with a DM is that they can uh, tune things in real time. If your party, if it seems like you're going to party wipe, and it seems like your party doesn't want to party wipe, they can make choices. The computer is just going to be like, well. Yeah, that's kind of the great thing about playing a tabletop game like that is the DM, and a good DM knows how to keep keep the experience a good one, and not just. Not just say like, oh well, you're all dead. You want to reroll? Rocks fall. You want to rise characters? Yeah, like the there's a there's a scene there's there's a scene at the start of Act Two that is the most exemplary of this because it is a scene where a sufficient number of bad rolls to start with, and by bad rolls I mean initiative rolls, can put you in a position where about half of the major party member party members quests break oh. and there is no back door to get to restart them you just have to realize that this has happened and reload oh that's bad yeah like it's it's like my biggest issue that yeah. i've experienced with the game because it was just like i i realized immediately what it had done so i immediately reloaded but it's like one of the things that can always be frustrating when uh, people talk about RPGs it's like, oh, you should just live with the bad rolls. It's more interesting that way. And it's like, it just locks me out of a bunch of content, and there's no there's no replacement content for this. It's just like yeah. it's gone. It's broken. Yeah. Uh, like these are characters I cared about, and I can't actually finish their uh, plots properly because the game dicked me over on dice rolls. So, yeah. like, it, there there are definitely games where I think that they make failure interesting like one of my one of the games I've t I talked up a lot last year was Disco Elysium there's a lot of ways where you can fail a dice roll and there is a back door to still get the thing you want like yeah, I mean the 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with the whole idea of quote unquote living with your consequences. That mm-hmm. you make the, the bad thing should not be you rolled bad initiative. <laughs> it should be like, oh, I made this poor choice, or you know, I let this character die, or I killed this person I shouldn't have. Something like that. Not. Oops! Not I rolled a two. The, not the game decided that, yeah, this, that no. it had made a bad that a, the bad things were going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, I don't care for that. But you were saying uh, I, we've interrupted you several times. What else have you been playing, Joe? I think that was about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, because it's just... I am going to jump back into FF16, and we don't have to talk about it. Well, we'll and... have to briefly talk about it when we get to the news, but that's it. Oh, that's true. Okay, you're right. Um, So I, I do want to get back into that, because I'm planning on just doing a short little video for that one. Um, and... I don't think I have... No, I mean, because I, I went back into Resident Evil 4 just to do separate ways some more, and I'm, so I'm still picking at that a little bit. Um, still need to play I, separate ways, that was cool looking. I did pick up the Cyberpunk DLC, I didn't start it yet. I've heard very good things. And I think I mentioned already, I think back on Sunday or Thursday, or, I don't know. I think I mentioned already that I did get Alan Wake 2 at a discount. Yeah, you did mention that. that You've gotten a pretty good deal on out of Epic from Epic. Yeah, because it was so the it was Epic exclusive on PC, but it was only fifty bucks. So I figured, well, gee, if it's digital exclusive to start with, if I can't get a physical copy on console, then I'll just get it on PC. And then if it's only on Epic Game Store, so be it. And it's but it's ten dollars cheaper than it is on console. And then I got a thirty-three percent off coupon from their Black Friday deals. So yeah, I got so it for thirty. Got more royalties from you because you bought it on the Epic Game Store. Oh well, well that's, that's fine. Yeah. Good to know. So I played about 90 minutes of that, and a lot of that was just playing around with the settings, but my graphics card can run it, and the beginning is pretty promising so far, so that's something I definitely want to get into now that it, you know, won a bunch of awards. Yeah. 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 So. I keep hearing good things, but, like, people also really, really liked Control, and I didn't, so I think I just probably am not into that style of Remedy game. Not my jam. Yeah, I've, I've yet to have a combat encounter. So far, it's just been, um, like, analyzing clues and stuff and kind of playing mm-hmm. detective, which is actually more fun than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I'll, do a, I'll do a quick rundown of what I've been up to. Uh, I got uh, a, a, dear, a dear rolling friend sent me a copy of Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh which is the uh, interstitial game that sort of clears up what uh, the original Yakuza protagonist, uh, Kazuma Kiryu, was doing circa uh, Like a Dragon 7, aka Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, in preparation for the release of Yakuza 8, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, coming early next year. So I'm playing that. Uh, it's it's in the style of the action RPG style rather than the turn base that Infinite Wealth is bringing back, uh, and uh, it's quite good so far. Um, I'm given to understand it's a fair bit shorter than the usual ones, uh, 
but that's that's good because I would not have time to play through a full one in time for uh, infinite wealth in January. Uh, like it's it's wild that I thought it was February. It's it was very early though. I'm pretty sure it's January 26th or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, I immediately scouted out and oh, 25th. played. Oh, Yes. Yes. I immediately scouted out and played uh, the uh, Daytona USA 2 arcade machine, Sega Racing Classic 2. Uh, that seems to emulate very, very well. Uh, also, uh, Wheels needs to be introduced more to the Daytona 2 soundtrack with uh, classics such as Slingshot and Battle on the Edge. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, Daytona. That's, sorry. Like I said, both of you need to be introduced to Slingshot and Battle on the Edge. Both of those are incredible tracks. Um, but uh, been been having a lot of fun with that. Kiryu has uh, Kiryu is going by the extremely obvious uh, pseudonym of Joryu, which is I don't think fooling a single person. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you get, uh, he has a second fighting style, he has his classic uh, style that's just labeled Yakuza, and he has his new fighting style, Agent, because he's kind of like a weird shadow uh, government agent, not really government, but like some sort of weird shadowy agent. Uh, and uh, it's also given him access to gadgets, the first of which is a thing just labeled the spider that just shoots out wires that you can use to just fling enemies around, so that's been a lot of fun to mess around with. Uh, I keep throwing uh, throwing people into the river in the very not, uh, definitely not based off any place actually in Japan, Sotenbori. So... <laughs> that one's for Gaijin, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's I been... Say, I think my wife visited that area yesterday. <laughs> But yeah, uh, been been having a lot of fun with that. It runs quite well in the Steam Deck. Uh, I've determined that I'm probably just going to pick up Infinite Wealth on Steam because that's the only way I'll be able to play a like 60 plus hour turn based RPG in any reasonable amount of time. <laughs> so uh, they got me. They got me. But uh, yeah, pick it up if you just like uh, if you like the older Yakuza games if you want a shorter one or uh, if you're a big fan of uh, arcade racing games because uh, Daytona 2 is very good. Uh, but yeah. And then the other thing that I played a bit of uh, was just last night I was made aware that uh, there is now a full English fan translation of Tengai Makio uh, Jiraiya. So I had to play a little bit of that since I have complained many times on this very podcast that I was frustrated that none of the main line, like neither of the main uh, Tengai Makio games had ever been uh, fan translated. We got Zero for... Uh, Super Nintendo eventually, and we had Oriental Blue on the Game Boy Advance, uh, but there had never been 
a translation of either of the two uh, of the of any of the three or four main games depending upon how you count it i guess we would count namida even though everyone was disappointed by it and i guess we would count it's, it's still numbered it's still numbered. yeah and i guess we would count even, even, uh, even if it's number three and it came out after number four it's still numbered yeah yeah and i guess we would count uh fourth apocalypse which like is cheekily implying that it's supposed to be tengai makio 4 without quite saying it but also kind of saying it uh i mean it is uh, yeah it happens to be set in, not in america uh. yeah as opposed to not japan but yeah uh i i was I was interested to to start uh, that because I was just starting it before we uh, got going, and it's it's an interesting game. It's very much a flex over like we're pl we made a CD RPG, and that means we immediately start with uh, character portraits and tons of voiced dialogue, uh, and some of the first actual full motion video sequences in video game history. Yeah, so. and. Given given its age, it's very it's it's very good voice acting. Uh, which I'm a little jealous since I only ever played this on the the cell phone port. So Ooh. obviously that did not include any animation or voice acting. Yeah, you had to sort of live with the limitations of cell phone and file sizes and all that. But yeah, this yeah, is like yep, hmm. and packet load times between areas of the game. So um, but it's also hilarious just how many random cultural references I got from mm. playing it. Like the, like the first... Like, oh, good. Yeah. It was like, oh, I, um, this particular set of NPCs is very obviously ripped off of this late show up period historical drama mm -hmm. that I recognize. Yeah, I'm given to Down understand to that that is a lot of the game's humor. Yeah. Um... But yeah, if you get to where the Tanuki are impersonating people, mm. and if oh, you that's Google, yeah, and the, um, so you know how the old man and the other people in that group kind of look together. Mm -hmm. If you Google Mito Komon, which is mm. the name of the TV show, you will recognize these characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. But yeah, the so far the translation seems quite solid. Uh. There's been occasional points where I'm like sort of listening into the dialogue. Like my Japanese isn't great, but I can usually catch if it's like like the degree of faithfulness to at the least. And it's like, yeah, this this seems nice and faithful, but it doesn't sound stilted. So uh, I've I've been reasonably impressed with it so far. It's it's an interestingly constructed game uh, because it's. It's it's very much the the early uh, the the DQ early DQ influence is strong because that is the era that it was mm -hmm. from. But it still has some like influence from the more PC style RPGs. So like you'll gain experience just from resolving quests and shit, uh, which is always you know I, I I appreciate that because it it it's a useful thing to do in that era of game because it discourages you from just sitting around grinding without making progress because making progress will get you experience and that'll be better than grinding uh and often more experience yeah so like the, the first quest is that you go down into a nearby cave uh because someone's like oh there's a there's a there's an earthquake there's a big rock blo blocking the way uh you will need to find you will need to like pull the 
the whiskers of this giant catfish, but we can't do it because someone stole our pair of giant tweezers. Uh, yes. And so you go down there after talking to someone who looks suspiciously like you, but slightly palette swapped, and he's like, "Oh, we should go. We should go fix this because we're both Fire Clan. We'll we'll both do this." Uh, also, don't worry about picking up any weapons or armor. We should just go. Uh, so you go down there, and oh, it turns out he's an evil Tanuki. That's uh, like kind of idiot. Do you think you what kind of idiot are you? No one. There's no one else that looks as dumb as you do. Uh, and yes. then you get no boss fight with him. But uh, yeah, and then you you get the giant tweezers. You pull the catfish, uh, the catfish's uh, whiskers. You get a little mini FMV of it, like uh, sneezing and like thrashing around, and that gets you through to the next town. But it's 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 you know there's a lot of charming dialogue and like the notion of just. Uh, the the first quest immediately sets the game's tone because the notion of finding of like oh we want <laughs> there, there's simply no way for us to pull at these whiskers other than to find our pair of giant tweezers is very funny. Uh, so yeah, I've been I, I I've I find it quite charming. If you like that uh, era of eight bit RPG, uh, this is definitely feels like something that you'll want to go back to just for. Uh, for being a good example of those, but also, you know, it's probably, like, I would be shocked to f not find things that's like, oh, this was kind of a heavy influence on how CDRPGs looked in the 16-bit era, because this was kind of the first to really do it on consoles. But... Yeah, so, I've uh, been having a lot of fun with that. Uh... So, moving on to... There was a bunch of Game Awards. The awards part was not super interesting, but they did happen. Mm -hmm. uh, Except for Flute Guy was back. Yeah, he, he, he returned. He's but, awesome. Remnant 2 but yeah. nothing, I'm angry. He was only nominated for, like, one thing. Yeah, I know. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> and it lost to Armored Core 6, I think. Yeah, but, so the the thing they gave the win to, I can't even be mad at. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what fucking made it annoying. Funny. <laughs> but, so go ahead, that's a good choice. <laughs> I respect your opinion. <laughs> but, uh, I don't have to like it, but I can respect it. Uh, and yes, it's a good game. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, uh, Fireminer points out we got a trailer for a new mecha game, and yeah, that actually, I, was, I don't know where that came from, but it looks pretty decent. Uh, we got, there was, there was a bunch of stuff. Some of it was like, what on earth? Like, I was baffled by the notion of like, Brother is a Tale of Two Sons remake. Yeah, was, <laughs> I was very confused by that. Uh, we got to see the new game from the Ori people. And it's yes. an action RPG. Yes, it looked I was so good. sold on that immediately. Yeah. The look was really, really good. Mm. Called again? Uh, fuck, what was it called? I just remembered it being from the Ori people and it looking really good. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't catch that, but I'm thinking of a game that might be... No, it. they just announced it. Okay. So... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the game with the girl and the psychedelic colors and 
I don't know. <laughs> what was that? I was out for. I was out getting like. What's that? What? Life is strange. No, there's a there's a new thing from the Life is Strange developers that looks like it's basically more Life is Strange, but there was no Life is Strange there. Uh, God, what else was there? Uh, Wait, are you actually playing this? Yes. Wheel? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because like a dragon. Switch it. That's what you play I... when Dragon Quest has killed you. Another um. <laughs> PS5 Series X launch title that I didn't finish. You should. It's very good. I, I liked it. I just it was not a PS5 launch title, sir. Oh yeah, there was that weirdness. Yeah, it was a Series okay. X launch title. It was not a PS5 launch title. It was. Oh, only okay. I got it on PC. <laughs> also a good port. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, they announced uh, a game that's basically just fantasy No Man's Sky. And I was very disappointed that it wasn't called something like No Man's Ground. That <laughs> no would have been funny Earth. to me. No Man's Land? No, no Dragon's no Sky. No Man's Dungeon. Yeah, I think it was called Light No Fire, and I was just like, what? Okay, whatever. Uh, but this, we're, we're beating around the bush of things we actually care about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Baldur's so... 3 won, like, everything except Best Direction. Yeah, uh... Which, which I'm not surprised at. Someone was, uh, I was watching a streamer uh, do it, and I, I commented to him, it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. It had a bit of a rough, rough launch. Mm. It was still say. really good at launch, but it did still have a number of issues at launch that needed fixing. I wouldn't say that's really a direction issue, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, there was a... Trailer for Persona 3 Reload. Uh, that looks like a loving remake. Uh, there's some stuff in there that, like, uh, you'd need to do a lot of cleaning up to make me super care about P3 again. I did, I was fascinated when I saw the few shots they showed of Tartarus make it look like it has been significantly reworked, so it might not oh, be, they, like, the most there, dismal actually, thing imaginable. There's actually a full uh, trailer with just them going through Tartarus. It was released yeah, a I'm not, ago. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's still randomly generated. My hope is no, but I'm not going to pin my hopes on that. That uh, I don't know, but it it's, it's, looks a lot better It's than less it of a is. disaster. Um, but yeah. Uh, then Sega did a thing where I think they were basically just saying, please love us again. But I already uh, love them. Why, why, I didn't have to <laughs> All those Sega. little mini-trailers were cool. Yeah, so they announced the intention to bring back Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Shinobi, Golden Axe, and at least one other thing that I'm forgetting. <laughs> like, they, they were just like, hey, remember those games you keep asking us to make new ones? We'll make new ones. Please like us again. Uh, I was like, wow, finally, like, wait, like, they just announced like four or five games that aren't Yakuza? What? Listen, I'm happy to have more Yakuza forever, but they need to have studios that aren't just making Yakuza games. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know what they should do? <laughs> Is make a, an actual strategy Shining Force game. I don't know what their relationship with Camelot is like at this stage. Yeah, I don't it doesn't want... even have to be by no, Camelot. I don't want them to do that unless Camelot's involved. 
I'd rather they just leave it dead at that point. You know what? Shining Feather was supposed to have been a very good one. That company doesn't exist anymore either. It, oh, wow. It, it that was Flight Plan, I think. It was just... It was okay. It wasn't the best. But also, its developer hasn't existed for a number yeah. of years. But they already have a strategy RPG series they can bring back. It's called Valkyria Chronicles. They should That's do that good. in honor of Rieko Kodama. Yes, yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. Yes. But... Yeah, so all of those, like, I'm, I'm excited to see more of. Some of them looked like they were pretty early, uh, especially Crazy Taxi to me looked like it was quite early on. Uh, they showed some driving around very briefly, but it did not look like there was, for example, like full traffic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's a good statement of intent. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing... Uh, these come to fruition. It's just nice to see them bring back things I actually like. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in this. Uh, so that that was nice to see. And then uh, just just for the RP gamers around here, they showed something that I'm curious what it's called in Japan. Uh, Visions of Mana. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know what that's... Yeah, what that's... To... I'm about to check. Yeah, because I'd, I'd be curious if they're if they're if they have the the guts and gusto to call it Seiken Densetsu Five, or they can call it Four and forget the actual Four ever happened. No, that means death. <laughs> but... Yeah, true. <laughs> what is Let's this new see. Atlas game from the? People oh, Metaphor did, oh, Refantasio. No. Yeah, that, they put, yeah. It looked like it's a, like a super group they put together to make this. I mean, it's... That was... I mean, depending okay. upon how you want to say announced, it was announced like six years ago. Yeah. Because like oh. right after Persona 5, they announced the formation of Studio Zero, who was going to be making a fantasy RPG, and it was going to have a bunch of people who worked on Persona make, uh, make it. Oh, okay. Well, that's and the first then, I've heard of it. And, and yeah. I thought, oh, that's why we don't have a Persona 6 yet, but I'm okay with that, because this looks cool. But they, they went yeah. totally radio silent for years and years and years, as you would expect, because AAA games take forever, and the Persona team likes to uh, make, things strong, <laughs> make strong decisions about what their aesthetic intentions are long before they put game to paper. Uh, and But, you know, it's, it's coming out soon. The uh, localization lead on uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, several of the other Yakuza games uh, made it clear that he's leading the localization on that game, so I have 100% confidence that it will be an excellent localization. It's supposed to launch simultaneously for uh, worldwide next year, and it looks excellent. I'm very excited for it. Wait, what was this game yeah. called again? Metaphor Refantasio. Oh, yes! Very Atlas name. Yeah. Very Atlas yeah. name. And it does, look, it, it it does look awesome. Yeah. I mean, Dave, to answer your previous question, mm -hmm. they did not put a number on this one. It's, it's just a uh, second Oh, they're doing the Legend of Mana thing then. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, so that's always funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, it that looks... You know, the, one of the things I think basically everyone who played the Trials of Mana remake uh, responded with was like, oh, you can just make a new game that's like this. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully someone seems to have agreed because they did. Yeah. That's 
what it looks like, and I'm all for that, because that remake Files is of... awesome. Yeah, Secret <laughs> of Mana remake, not so great. Legend of Mana remake, oh my god, that is an amazing <laughs> game and I love it. Secret of Mana remake is not even really a remake. <laughs> it's not a re it, no, it's, it's, it's a recreation. They just made the thing again. But made the thing again, yeah. and only it ended up worse in translation. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got Visions of Mana. I saw some people pointing out that they saw what looked like cooperative play. I'm not sure I've noticed I mean, that. In the what, one of the fight, um, some of the combat footage, definitely had mm -hmm. more than one character fighting. Yeah. I'd be... And... Okay. And, I mean, traditionally, in regards to the series, there has been some sort of cooperative play. Oh, yeah, I just mean, like, it hasn't been there for a, quite a long time. So, I'm not getting my hopes up, but it does look like that might be on the cards, which would be, you know, a nice return to form. Uh, but, like, this is the first time that I would say that, like, a uh, mana game has looked good. Uh, a, a new mana game has looked good in many, many years. Uh, it's mm -hmm. currently slated for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, PC. I would suspect that if the Switch successor is out by then, it'll probably be on that as well. But uh, that looked good. I'm not used to feeling unbridled hope for a new mana game, so that's... Uh, Fireman is asking... Ari's Sega, since I missed this, where his columns is. I don't know if you already said that, and I missed it. No, I did not. Um, columns has been, uh, like, you You must meditate upon the box art of Columns 3 on the Sega Mega Drive, and I don't know. You ever seen that box art? It's really weird. It's like just a dude on it, sitting in the middle of a game of Columns. It's very strange. Uh, is it as weird as the that one game with the old man with the banjo uh it's not as weird because it's more obvious what the game is but the posing is much stranger also the game's full title is columns three revenge of columns what, what, and uh, what's the banjo man that's phalanx phalanx okay Actually, it's, it's, game. yeah there's just like a, a banjo man sitting in the, and in the corner of the screen is just a uh it's just a spaceship. It's very strange. It's very uh, but... strange. Tells you nothing about the game. Nope. There's there's spaceships here. There are no banjos, though. But yeah, uh, here's the Columns 3 uh, box art for those in the Discord where we're recording. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's... What the <laughs> <It's... fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Enjoy Revenge of Columns. Uh, I but... think you looked up Phalanx. <laughs> But, let's see. Yeah, but oh, was I gonna say something about it? Uh, oh yeah, there was there was a thing for wheels. Ugh. Talking about Monhan. Yeah, Monster Hunter Wild. Yes, Monster Hunter Wild, which very much looks like taking elements of Rise and mixing it in with the wider world of Monster Hunter World, which could be very cool. We'll see. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm guessing this is what the team that made Monster World has been working on for a while. So, Likely. Uh, a hard pass. It's slated Harsh. for 2025. 
Yeah, there's there's a handful of stuff that's like, this is coming out in 2025, and it's like, why didn't you save it for the 2024 Game Awards, then? Uh, since <laughs> it's coming in 2025, I have a feeling that uh, a platform will be added to that Steam, Xbox, PlayStation. I'm not, I'm not actually convinced on that one, no? because this is... This is not coming out on PS4, and I would suspect that hmm. you're going to have to be at least a little ambitious to get something that was actually made for PS5 to run on the Switch's successor when that comes out. We'll see. If not... I would not be surprised if the Rise team is just making a game for that. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure, <laughs> they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Yeah, so... That was, uh, honestly, there was more to care about at that Game Awards than I was expecting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wilds looks cool. Um, I would be more excited if it was the team that worked on Rise. So, but I, we, to be fair, we don't know who made it yet, but, but realistically, like just based on when Rise came out, yeah. that it probably was the world team. Based on that and based on how it looks, honestly. Mm-hmm. I do think it was funny the like everyone I was watching with immediately knew it was Monster Hunter before the title came up, not just because like, oh, X recognizable monster, but because like, oh, Monster Hunter just animates like this. <laughs> the animation of Monster admit, Hunter just looks I like didn't that. Hey, I did not recognize it, but I, I'm also yeah. not you know a Monhan person. I didn't either. I had it on mute at that point and it was like, Oh, this is interesting. This is like is this a Final Fantasy game? Is that a Chocobo? <laughs> there was but, no yeah. chocobo, and then but yeah, yeah no, my my along, I'm like, oh, this is Monster. my 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 entire watch group almost immediately twigged to what it was because it Monster Hunter just animates a a specific way, yeah. like not a bad way, but a very characteristic way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that uh, you know that looked good. I'm sure we also at least have a decent time with it until like something, uh, and you know maybe 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 they'll improve from where you felt on World. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, yeah. We'll see. I will think it's very funny if uh, the team that made Monster Hunter Rise makes another game and it starts and its subtitle starts with an R as well. <laughs> we have the R team and the W team. Monster Hunter. Ready. Yeah. Monster Hunter Revengeance. Monster Hunter Raucous. We've got a lot of options. We'll workshop yeah. this. Um, Maybe just Raw. Monster Hunter Raw. Monster Hunter Raw. Monster, Monster Hunter Raw is worse. Say Raw. <laughs> okay. Monster uh, Hunter Repeat. <laughs> Two on the nose. Probably not that one. Monster Hunter. Reckoning. <laughs> I don't think that's, okay. bad. that's that. That's that one's not bad. Monster Hunter <laughs> Real. Monster Hunter Red. Monster Hunter Ready. Okay. All okay. Right, so. Yeah. Moving on. Uh. But yeah, was there anything else that we saw in the trailers that any of us cares about? <laughs> um. um... There was the DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, oh was yeah, that that was one of those too, right? I think it won like music. I don't remember any music from that game. Um, yeah, neither. I'm almost certain it was music because it definitely didn't win RPG. No. Uh, did it, was there? Oh, I missed when the narrative award was handed out. If it won that, I was I'd break not, something. No, it did not win that. I'm pretty sure that okay, was Baldur's Gate. 
Or, yeah. Or uh, Link, one of the two. Yeah, those two really swept it. Um, yeah. uh, Zelda one action adventure. That's still my game yeah. of the year, but I can certainly, I certainly understand. Baldur's Gate Baldur's is certainly Gate. a defensible choice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, first, how about that Team Ninja game? I mean. Oh, Ninja Theory? Yeah. Or a different. Uh, oh, oh, Rise of the Ronin. Rise yes. of the Ronin. That looks neat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like Neo. Yeah, it looks neat, but it was it was like, wow, this could be like five different things from Team Ninja. <laughs> it could they've, be Neo Three. It definitely could be Wolong Two. It could be. They've definitely settled into what they make yeah, now. It didn't really have a distinctive look. I'm not saying that it's not going to be like an awesome game or anything. It just it didn't really stand out. Yeah, I, I missed cool. that particular trailer. Uh, I'll need to look at it because, like, when they first uh, showed it I'll a year or so, won zero awards. Good. Yeah, I Wait, I was certain it won. No, I was Final certain Fantasy it won music. Seven, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth won the most anticipated <laughs> game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. Uh, let me let me double check this because I was almost certain it won music. Sixteen um, got something. Yeah. Okay, click over to the winners on oh, the no, official site. Oh, it was site. music, sorry. The, I was seeing a quick list that didn't have music listed. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, so it won, won for music. Like I said, I don't remember anything about that game soundtrack. It won for music. Uh, the best Final Fantasy like, song of the night was from Rebirth. <laughs> it, had, like, it was one of those things where it's like, I wish that, like, they, they made a man who is fucking, who was at the time dealing with cancer, write like 300 songs, and honestly, I wish that they would have made him write like a sixth of those and put more time into each of them, because Jesus, there's so many songs in that game and so many of them blend together. Um, but, okay, so so looking back on like Also still yeah, writing the, songs for Final Fantasy XIV on top of it. Yeah, like, it, it, I, I do not blame the guy for, for writing music that I personally found quite samey, because it's like, you're asking him to write an unreasonable amount of music. Like this is this is going to happen. But uh, moving moving through that, uh, yeah, they announced uh, DLC for sixteen. I forget what the other one was, but one of them is Leviathan because everyone who had gotten far enough into that game knew it was going to be Leviathan because the game even points out, "Oh, you never found Leviathan," and it's like. I'm I'm still thinking about the pre-release marketing interview where they were like, "We intend to release a complete game on release." That you know, and it's like, one, this marketing is throwing the other Final Fantasy developers under the bus, and two, it was a fucking lie. <laughs> they they there was a deliberate choice to not include Leviathan, and to call attention to the fact that Leviathan was not in the game. Because they were holding it back for DLC. <laughs> and that's just... Oh my god. Still... still and Omega Weapon. Bothers me. Oh yeah, oh, oh, is Omega Weapon what the other DLC is about? Yeah, the other one is Omega Weapon. Okay, yeah. So it's one of those things like... Omega Weapon is like a traditional super boss. I can understand holding that for DLC. The game points out that Leviathan is a key part of the story that you never encountered. Like, you, you held this back for DLC. That's the only reason it's here. It's uh, it's it's just obnoxious. It, it it bothers me that marketing 
did that and threw other other developers under the bus blithely. Oh, I hated this stupid quest <laughs> minigame. Yeah, I was surprised that it didn't fail horribly. Which minigame are you looking at? Yeah. Uh, he's doing the little camera old. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, but yeah, so, so I, another thing that here's another issue I have with the video game of Mars. They combine mm -hmm. sim and strategy game into the same category. Yeah, that's that's I dumb. I understand why some of these categories end up getting like weird combinations because some of these kinds of games don't get a lot of high profile releases each year. But it is very strange. Uh, I, th I mean, like the real obvious problem with these is that the awards are a pretext to market at you the like there are so many awards that just like that you just have jeff Keeley standing there and rattling off a list of people uh, a list of games and then he says this one won and no one involved in the game shows up to collect an award and give any sort of uh prepared statement it just immediately and now to the next award and it just does that like five in a row because there are like a handful of awards that they have people they care about that they want to put on screen and everything else is just a filter to get you to watch ads because that's what this is. It's ads. But it's one of those things that's like you can't even have like the pretext that like we care about the people who made these. It's just like we care about the high profile people we can rope into this because we can uh, get Hideo Kojima to announce Overdrive. Oh, speaking of things that I care about, but uh, like it's one of those things that like it's real shitty that like a bunch of people won won these awards and then like the like it's obvious from the presentation that like no one involved cares they're just there because it would be weird if there were only like six awards yeah i like i liked when they had um it was near the end they had one of the actors up on the stage talking about the game they cut to this lady in the audience and she looks bored as shit <laughs> we all would be we all would be but yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's like it's one of those things that like it, it's not surprising, but it's it's frustrating because it's yeah. just like it's obvious that no one involved cares. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of people who have power to oh, hey, shape Hunk, I saw the. Oh, hey, Honkai Star Rail on mobile game. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I think. Oh yeah. Honestly, I think they need to just cut out most of the awards, especially I mean, the esports ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, uh, Influencer of the Year is really just a way for me to have some context for who's going to, like, turn out to be some sort of white supremacist next year. But, like... <laughs> well, that's be true. I don't know. Yeah, I hate that it's true. Um, but, yeah, like... Cypher PK, <laughs> and he didn't win. But, yeah, uh, how about that new, okay, uh... See, haven't talked about Dragon Ball. Oh, that must have been one of the things that showed while I was gone. Yeah, it was, uh, there's um, sparking. Yeah, they called it the next Dragon Ball something game, some old series. Yeah, it's, it's sparking. Sparking is what it was called in Japan. In the U.S., it was called Budokai Tenkaichi. Uh, Wait, that... okay, that's confusing. So yeah, what it was it... called in U.S. and in the U.S. sounds like what it would have been called in Japan. Except you probably wouldn't, you would have called it Tenkaichi Budokai in Japan. Yeah. 
because that's usually the order those words end up in. Oh no, I, I understand. I'm saying to like yeah. the person that doesn't know Japanese, that sounds like a Japanese title, and the Japanese yeah. title sounds like what it would have been called in the West. Mm -hmm. But uh, it looked neat. Yeah, it's 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 an arena fighter. It's kind of one of the archetypal like 3D arena fighters. That's something like. Uh, the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games are in that same vein as well. Uh, that this is kind of the progenitor of those in a lot of ways. So, okay. uh, but it's it's one of the one of the fighting game series that Dragon Ball has that has a strong following. Uh, as as Fireminer was bringing up, just saying the name Budokai Tenkaichi in the trailer did a lot of heavy work for marketing that game. Fans of BTR at the exact age to be nostalgic for that franchise. Yeah, the last game that was properly called Budokai Tenkaichi was a Wii game from like 2008 uh, like it's it's a uh, it's at the point where it's like about 15 years ago yeah the and if you were a fan of the first Budokai Tenkaichi uh, in like 05 or is it 04 I think 04 is Budokai 3 and I think 05 is Budokai Tenkaichi but if, if you were a fan of one of those, you are now old enough to be like, oh, I missed that. That was, that was fun. Bring that back. By the <laughs> so, way, why, why do you have Ichiban dressed up in the armor? Why not? Mm -hmm. He's a Dragon Quest. Yeah. Let's see. There's a PS3 D Dragon Ball game that's not called Budokai Tenkaichi, but it's a BT game in all but name. Yeah, I think they actually called one of them Ultimate Tenkaichi. There's a series of... Uh, games that that's kind of involved in, but yeah, the Ultimate Tenkaichi is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, okay. Um, we've got questions from Did we last week. What the game of the year was? It was Baldur's Gate Three. Yes. Like uh, we did actually mention that when you were talking about. Uh, which call it? When you were saying that Zelda was your game of the year? Yeah. Uh, One best action adventure. Yeah, that's good enough for me. It's, it's defensible. It's, it's totally a valid game of the year choice. Um, Meh. And you'll get you'll you'll get a very different game of the year choice, I would imagine, from RP Gamer. So. It's probably going to be Baldur's Gate 3, honestly. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you never know. We could get some Dark Horses. It's weighted based uh -huh. on how many people actually beat the game, so... It's actually weighted more on how many people play it and how much they play. Right. And a lot yep. of people have played it. Yep. Okay, so... Well, my favorite RPG of the year is Disgaea 7, which nice. of course got no nominations because it's Disgaea. It's also pretty late in the year. But, uh... Super Mario Wonder was on the list, and it came out two weeks before the awards. Yeah, but one of those games is a Super Mario, Mario game. <laughs> true, true, true. I'm just bringing up... You know, very late in the year, still on very the list. late, very late, and obscure are a bad combo. Yes. I had to, I had an argument with my son because he's like, "Oh, Party Animals should have won Best Enemy Game." And I'm just like, "Child, no, Sh shut the fuck up." 
Minus the sport. I can't believe you yelled that at your child. You told your son to shut the fuck up. I did not. I said that's what I said. Minus the swears. (laughs) You said, "Child, shut up." I've had had fun. Party animals is not fucking Mario. What? What is? How have I failed as a parent? (laughs) Need a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Uh, Pikmin Four got an award. Yay! It did. Yeah, that was weird. Why was that weird? Again, that was the sim strategy thing, which I don't agree with. That's fine, but it it should it win one game, of those it, categories. <laughs> it should it should win something. Why uh, did the it, cyberpunk but is it even a sim or a strategy game? It is a strategy. It's game. a strategy game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't play Pikmin, so I yes. don't know. No, it's, it's basically an no, RTS. You, you collect the Pikmin and you throw them at enemies, and then the blue ones can swim, the yellow ones can not get electrocuted. Red ones don't get burned. Actually, yellow ones are lighter, so you can throw them up higher in the air. Yeah, there's it's a strategy. A, it's yeah. a combination of, like, an adventure game and an and RTS. Yeah. Uh, and, you have a, and each day, you have a limited amount of time to do stuff, and then you have to round up all the Pikmin, or they get eaten at night. Pikmin. Yeah. Uh, Four yeah. gives you a pet dog. So, is Ochi just the Japanese word for dog? No. Or puppy? Pochi. Pochi. Pochi is basically the Japanese version of Fido. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's a very common dog's yeah. name. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I was just going to say, though, why did um, Phantom Liberty get nominated for, like, current categories? You know, it's just an expansion. It's a new game. Three... No, but it's... it's... Fancy Cyberpunk came out three years ago. Nominated for anything. Cyberpunk got nominated for best ongoing game, which is probably just a poorly labeled category. Yeah, but there were other categories support. that yeah, Cyberpunk got nominated you know, for, though. New, new best, I mean, new content, Phantom best Liberty. Updates, I don't know. Phantom Liberty is a new game. <laughs> it's another thirty hours of content. But it's a DLC for Cyberpunk. It's a new game, well, though. Right, but the the category, <laughs> Joe, is Best Ongoing Game. Well, so no, Best Ongoing best... Game made sense, but it got nominated for other categories, which I thought was odd. It's, like it's a new game. Wait, did it? I don't think so. Oh, no, Best Narrative. Fandom, best uh, narrative. Fandom Liberty. Yeah, yeah, that's a new narrative. It yeah, is not the same fine. narrative. Yeah, that's, that, that. That, that's fine. I don't... I mean... Uh, is DLC really ongoing, though? No, we've. I mean, they we were making. No, we had this argument in. We had this argument in Discord, and I will say, they were ripping out parts of that game and updating it pretty much constantly the for the past several years, especially yeah, I, throughout this year. I understand, <laughs> but I don't think that's what the name of the category suggests for something like that for ongoing yeah we are making we are making an argument about the integrity of the game awards so none of it matters this is true because the game awards are shit but beyond that but but beyond that what is ongoing support other than continuing to patch a game so that it's better well, yeah, I'm I just saying, say if, if the criteria is just... Where it's constantly getting new yeah. Which is patching a game to make it better and add content, which is what they were doing no, to Cyberpunk. it's a game that's going to be continue going on and on. At some point, Cyberpunk well, then, is that, that receiving... All updates. of them will, Wheels! All of them will die someday! Right, but the intent... 
The intention for every other game in that category is this is a game that's going to keep going and going and going. Not so a, game a game that we're going so to, the call we're going to wheels, fix wheels. the game, we're going to add DLC, and then it's going to be done. Whereas so, all those so wheels, other games the are probably of going to be going on the and on game after support. that's done. So the quality of a game's support is measured by the fact that they're continuing I'm to sell expansions for it? I'm not saying the quality of the game support. Well, your I'm argument saying... is that it doesn't deserve an award for its support because it's not it going does. to keep... <laughs> it does. I'm just. I'm saying the name of that category is shit because ongoing game seems to suggest something other than that. Is what I'm saying. That's all I'm fucking saying. I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about the thing that happened... Cyberpunk was an ongoing concern for 2023. We're not grading it for 2024. Yes, I, I don't know. I, I it doesn't make. You sense. You have to set like a bar for when it, we stop caring. Well, I'm just saying. What what was the criteria for the category? Is it if it's any game that received any kind of update this year, then that's thousands of games that might qualify. I mean, yeah, well, that's I mean, why you have a short list. I mean, you had a you had a game yeah. basically from a AAA publisher in the indie category, so. Yeah, no, Dave the Diver, like, if we're going to talk about, like, the most questionable choice, it's Dave the Diver showing up in indie games. I was very glad that did not win. Like, I hear it's a great game. Nominated for something it qualifies for. Well, even on the RP Gamer Discord, um, we have, like, two staff members who work in the indie game uh, field, and they question even Sea of Stars being an indie game because that co- that the company that makes it has like a couple hundred employees there's always like there like this is so the the way to describe this is that there are games that are like maybe this counts as indie and maybe it doesn't yeah and then there are games that there is a very clear this absolutely isn't because Dave the Diver was made by the prestige label of Nexon, which is a company, a very large company that has been making like free-to-play MMOs in Korea for decades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you might know story... them from Maple Story. Yeah. Most people think indie; they think like a small team. Uh, indie could also mean like inde- independent from like independent a publisher, publisher. In which case, Baldur's Gate Three could have been an indie game. <laughs> We could have made that argument. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yes. You could make that. You could reasonably make the argument from many directions for how to categorize an indie game. And I don't think there's a single defensible version of indie that includes Dave the Diver. No. Nope. <laughs> but awesome. It was a good indie game. It was. Hmm. Let's see. A nice little Spanish studio. Oh. Um, I remember a, a oh. joke from Game Informer a long time ago. It was, it, and it was the same argument. It was an article that talked about the difference between indie or triple A, double A, whatever. And there was a whole flowchart. And there is literally a spot in the flowchart where it says, "If your name is Tim Schaefer, if you're with Double Fine, no, you're not indie. Shut up, go away." You know. <laughs> Which is weird because they're constantly struggling. Before they were purchased by Microsoft a handful of years ago, they were constantly struggling for money. But well, that maybe because like most of their anyway. games aren't very good. You're super wrong. <laughs> we'll move on. I was going to say, we mentioned Sea of Stars a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. something I, I should mention um, Sea of Stars just got released in Japan. Mm hmm. And apparently somebody thought it was a big enough deal that it is the front cover of last week's Famitsu magazine. Wild. Front cover with a thing in the corner saying, also covering Dragon Quest Monsters 3. Which means that Sea of Stars beat out Dragon Quest Monsters 3 for cover position. 
Wow. I hear DQM3 yeah. is selling well in Japan, though. Oh, it is. It, it definitely mm. is. It's just, I'm mm. like, okay, so we have two, these are the two major releases being covered in the magazine this week. Like, mm-hmm. One is Drag right. Quest, and the other one is Sea of Stars. Not Japanese. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not right. even okay. Japanese. It's not even American. It's Canadian. Nice. Cool. Oh, those bastards. Anyway, no, <laughs> then I, I check. Then I checked the previous week it's because not even a real the local game anyway. has all of these on a shelf, mm-hmm. and the previous week is Stray. <laughs> Beloved cat. It's cat. That's just yes. because of cat. Oh, Fireminer says, well, yes. Well, Hades 2 be considered an indie game, because when that comes out, uh, that team is still pretty small. Yeah, I don't know who even... I think they self-publish? Yeah, they, is that correct? I believe so, so I, I'm pretty sure... I'd say, I'd I say Supergiant... I'd say Supergiant still gets the gets a claim to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure, but Hades Hades was so popular and it sold so many copies, right? That I don't, I don't know. And it was their third game. I don't think they've staffed. Actually, more like their fifth, but it's their. It was their fourth game, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, Hades. Oh, I didn't know about Pyre. Okay, forgot that one. Gotcha. But yeah, it, it is one of those things that's like, it's it's always going to be a murky de- definition to some extent, but we can also definitely find things that are indefensible uh, by any by any categorization. Yeah, I, uh, I think like Supergiant, they're pretty small. I think they're fine. They're pretty small. They're self-funded. Yeah. Uh, the one guy who makes uh, Star- <laughs> Stardew Valley, I guess he has a team of like 10 people now okay that's still pretty small oh, what yeah he's still pretty small <laughs> but yeah okay so we want to hit a couple of questions before like me or wheels or several others pass out um okay uh let's see uh it was referring to some stuff we discussed last week but it's a self-contained question uh last week we were asked about early access games or completed games that are meant to test out all the new assets at the cost of gameplay uh and then that brought up in other words should early access games only be tolerated uh when they are made by small studios like how will you think if a giant like activision makes you pay to play a buggy beta these small studios have the excuse they need the money now uh, I, I mean, I don't play early access games regardless, so it's kind of a moot point for me. <laughs> even though, even the ones I want to play, it's just like oh, I'll just wait for the 1.0. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say that during the awards show, it was like I kept thinking about Baldur's Gate 3 and just the fact that it was in early access for like two or three years, right? Yeah, I just I just thought like, okay, yes, I understand that it was finished and officially released this year, but I got to thinking about how you had these really bad PC ports like Jedi Survivor, Last of Us Part One got just murdered on Steam because of performance issues, and it's like, but if those games had spent a few years in early access, then they would have been less buggy and they would have scored higher. So I I don't know, I just find it odd, like just the way that we. You know, when you're in early access, then you're pretty much immune to like reviews, right? And you can always just say, "Well, it's and not done." And you wouldn't yet. review an incomplete pro- a product that no one was even pretending was finished. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think it's like, like, do you feel like, like, 
Last of Us gets murdered because they... No, I don't. Because something like Last of Us gets murdered because they put it out and say, this is done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, you don't think like early access is like cheating a little bit? No. No? No, I think <laughs> in modern gaming, a lot of a lot of games are really helped by putting early parts of it out there and getting feedback from actual players. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah, I think that's I mean, a good thing to do yes. for a lot of different games. Well, you know, back in the day, people did that all the time. You go look at uh, something like... Uh, I know this is just one that I've heard tell of how its development went, but... Yep. Way back in the PS, early in the PS2 era, uh, Insomniac's Ratchet and Clank, the first one, was getting focus tested basically monthly. Like they would bring in focus testing groups of children to play it and give feedback because Sony had that kind of reach and that kind of money to make sure that Insomniac had all of the data it needed. And as, as it turns out, that helps a lot because it helps you zero in on what is annoying people who don't know how the game is played. Uh, like that—that is—that's a—that's a key metric that you know. Early access gives you an gives you an in to that. Or if you're working on something and it's like, I'm not sure how many people actually want this. Early access is a good way of avoiding overcommitting to something you can't actually make. And that's where a lot of those like horror stories of like, we put a game into early access and then we stopped making it. Like sometimes that happens because someone realizes, wait, there might not actually be a market for this. And that sucks, but it happens. Uh, but yeah. But in any case, uh, the 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 whole like there's there's no such thing as cheating in game development unless you have literally stolen someone else's work. So apparently, all's fair in love, war, and video game development. Well, the uh, I wouldn't say all's fair. There's a lot of uh, things that I think should be uh, illegal as simply labor practices, but that's a different concern. Uh, if we're just talking about... Hmm? So thank you for the bits, Fireminer. Oh, thanks, Fireminer. Uh, let's see. Rogue Trader is out. Space Marine 2 got a launch date. Oh, yeah, they did do that. I, I was, I saw Space Marine 2 was listed for like September of 2024, and all I could think was like, I feel like I've been hearing about that game for seven years. I'm like dumbfounded that it is still not out. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Canada's streamlining companies in a trench coat. Uh, no, it's not even a real country anyway. Oh, Blame Canada. Okay, so one that Fireminer brought back to the fore. Last week I asked about game gamers who pay not a cent but complain a lot. How much should developers listen to this demographic? For fighting games, raid-heavy MMO, or anything with a lot of PvP content, you would want as many people playing your game as possible for matchmaking purposes. But what about free-to-play games that you can mostly enjoy by yourself? The thing that the thing is that you can't control for the fact... <laughs> What's that? I said there's a lot of different questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I think the, the high-level, I would say, is that you can't control for what those people are going to do uh, in terms of spreading word of mouth, but you have to accept that they are going to talk about the game yeah. and they are going to have opinions about it that are going to affect how many 
uh, to affect paying customers. So you do need to do you like on on a basic level, the game needs to be fun enough that those people will convince people who might actually spend to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why, like, one of the things that tends to work for free to play that isn't based around gotcha is once you've got enough of enough content, you take the earlier content and you make that play free to play, or you make it so that like the people who pay get like very cool looking cosmetics, those sorts of things, the, the, the sorts of things that you can convince people to get, but that they can still play an enjoyable game without. And the, you know, the, the more predatory mechanics exist to exploit those people that, maybe know that they shouldn't spend that much money on a game because it will you know be financially destructive to them but you want to goad them into trying to into making budging decisions that are kind of gross uh and so in general uh, a free to game a free to play game needs to encourage the people who cannot or will not spend to at least not regret having spent their time. Mm. Because if they regret spending their time, they're going to let everyone know it. Uh, yeah. I only wasted about um, an hour playing F-Zero 99. <laughs> You're going to let everyone know it. <laughs> I, I did. I already did. for that? Isn't it just part of the Nintendo well, that's the thing online. is that it's it's, yeah. it's meant to be a, a a value add. So that sort of thing, it it lives and dies by how much does it actually incentivize maintaining subscriptions or increase them, increase them, and that's that's always mushy with something like oh did <laughs> we didn't even mention there were three Nintendo sixty four games added to the Switch Online expansion pack tonight. Were there? Yeah, Tenity uh, Snowboarding, Jet Force Gemini. And what was the third one? There's another one. 1080, Jet Force Gemini. What was the third one? Why am I forgetting? Snowboard mm-hmm. Kids? No. Oh, sad face. Let's see. Harvest Moon 64. Oh, interesting. One of the, one of the more well-loved ones. Uh, oh, I never liked 1080 snowboarding. I always thought it was too damn hard. And... You can already play Jet Force Gemini on Rare Replay, so okay. What if you don't have an Xbox, Joe? Then get an Xbox. <laughs> I'm not gonna get an Xbox for fucking Jet Force Gemini, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, if you purchase your Xbox for Jet Force Gemini, please let us know so we can help you. No, I'm I'm not ready to like. No, I would send I would send your body to science. Uh, <laughs> and I know one of the people who's thought about buying an Xbox for Jet Force Gemini. Oh, they're a beautiful person, but they're they've got some strange tastes. Yeah, but you get the uh, other games from the Rare Replay. Oh collection. boy, all these fucking ZX Including Spectrum Golden games Eye. that are nightmares. You can you can play all those shitty ZX Spectrum games that no that no one who wasn't born in the UK from 1979 to 1985 wants to play. Yeah, that was a wacky collection because half the games were like, "The fuck is this?" 
You get Battletoads Arcade. That's the good one. Um, you don't get Wizards and Warriors. You don't get Nightmare on Elm Street. Rare never owned that. Rare never owned that. I know. Rare I made, know. If you were making a Rare replay that included all of their uh, NES games, that you somehow sorted out all of the publishers on that, you would ha- start with a collection that had 60 NES games. Wow. They made literally, essentially, a game a month for its viable lifespan. Which is why they sometimes produce things like Taboo the Sixth Sense. Uh, let's see. There is a man out there who has beaten all 716. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any yeah, I've game. seen that. I watch uh, his replays every night because of the fact it's like the only stream worth having in the background. Good white noise. Exactly, uh, exactly. It's good white noise. Okay, uh, just to hit something that Fireminer brought up. Uh, holy hell, Johnny and Associates changed their name. Never thought I'd see the day come. Uh, they are Ooh. definitely in full damage control mode. So Johnny and Associates is a talent management agency in Japan. Uh, known yeah, for being... Johnny's, it's... They're it's, famously it's... extremely controlling. Uh, oh, is this the it's... company that was behind uh, the guy for Judgment? Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, also, since the death of their founder, embroiled in uh, like fresh allegations that their founder was uh, some sort of like sex predator. Oh, no. so yeah. So, um, to to hammer in exactly how influential Johnny himself was for the music industry in Japan, mm-hmm. his name was a musical genre. Mm-hmm. As far as organization of CD stores goes, you, you, got, had, you got rock, you got. You yeah, got there, uh, there was an entire shelf labeled Johnny's. Mm-hmm. Because he, that's how many boy bands and other um, idol type groups he controlled. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those kinds of people that no one would dare cross while he was still alive, which is why these allegations came out now. Oh, I take it yeah. he died recently. Yeah, I think last year. Yeah, Yeah, a couple years. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of of Weinstein, a bit of J. Edgar Hoover. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Weinstein was still is still alive. The difference is people felt safe enough in accusing Weinstein while he was still alive. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Johnny could really could literally destroy your career permanently forevermore. Yeah, he was he was untouchable while he was alive, and yeah, wow. the 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 and company for a while after he was dead. <laughs> yeah, like it, with anyone like that, you kind of have to wait a little bit. Just like I, I don't blame any victim for waiting however long they feel like they need to, but in general, you're gonna end up feeling like you need to wait a little bit just to make sure that you aren't uh, like immediately mobbed by whatever like hyper uh, like press. Uh, like PR protectors that are uh, busily trying to make sure that the company's reputation is salvaged while they're still while they're uh, while they've recently lost their influential founder. But yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently that uh, that's been boiling over into their uh, public reputation over the past year or so. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, good riddance to bad trash. Um, 
But yeah. But yeah. I want to hit another question that we had in the Discord while we've got time. Um, as resolutions go up, what genres suffer the most? When it comes to simulation racing, fans of Gran Turismo and Forza always argue about whether they want a small roster of cars with detailed models or a large roster with last-gen models. Uh, in, in general, like, anything that... It, I don't know that I could even say what, what genre suffers the most. Like, in general, as, as graphical fidelity gets pursued, you run into this issue of, well, there's just... Like, we, we curtail the amount of games we can make. We curtail the amount of ambition that each of those can have because the fewer something you can make and the more money that each of them is taking, the less risks that each individual option can take. Like, I, I would have difficulty saying what gets hurt worst other than genres which are no longer profitable at a certain scale uh, that just die instead. Or uh, for a long time they died. Now they kind of turn into indie games. So like shooters, uh, shoot 'em ups like those, those went away when it became difficult to monetize them at scale. And uh, I, I think that that's honestly suffering more... Uh, See, and Fireminer brings up, we can go to the next question to make it more complete case. Uh, how diametrically opposite to each other are... Uh, no, oh, okay. No, I skipped one by accident. When it comes to video games, there's a lot to be said about focusing on the really important things, which genre of games is screwed by its own nature to be unable to do so without a lot of unused assets. FIFA fans expect the games to have every single player of every single league that can guarantee you that 99% of FIFA players only ever use 1% of the top football players. Same thing when it comes to Grand Reason Force, etc. When's the last time you chose to drive a shitbox in those games? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't fucking play those. I do remember, like... There was a period that was like a really tragically comical period uh, in the PS3 era where like in order to assert uh, Gran Turismo's status as the ultimate driving simulator, uh, it was really leaning on the number of cars that were in the game. But it was always a really like... They, they were always fudging the numbers really hard because it was like, yes, there are 1,100 models in the game, and only 200 of them are of the spec that you would expect, like about the same number as in Forza are of the spec you would expect, which is to say fully modeled interior and exterior, like the car nuts that want to play uh, to fully simulate a car are only getting what they expect for the, a handful of, like, you know, these smaller 200 new cars. Then there's 900 cars that were just imported straight out of Gran Turismo 4 on the PS2. And eventually they reached a point where, like, the amount of models they could do that with like the the old models were simply not going to look good enough on the track for it to work so like gran turismo sport i believe is when they ripped the band-aid off and stopped using the legacy cars but it's it's one of those things like uh it, it's it's hard for me to make a definitive judgment on this because i'm super not the target audience for these things like i i don't care about but the the thing you run into with something like say fifa is 
the reason that people want every single fucking football club is the same reason that, like, even though this is also unreasonable, the same reason people want every single Pokemon. Everything's someone's favorite. And that you, you inevitably, like, watch developers get forced to stretch themselves too thin between the demands of simulate every single, like, as accurately as possible, model and simulate every single... Uh, thing you have a license for and do that every year but you know the next one's always got to be bigger next one's always got to have more also wheels is at a pretty pivotal story scene <laughs> you're getting you're getting into some some pretty key story points actually <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. Like, I, I feel awkward trying to make a definitive statement because I'm I'm not the target audience for these. But on some level, you do see the the rock and the hard place that the developers of these simulations are in. Everything's someone's favorite, and you can't perfectly serve everyone. And so you end up with, well, do we just make? The, a certain number to the the best spec possible, or do we just uh, try to make everything? I think ultimately you're usually better served by trying to make the broadest appeal things as good as can be. And you know, sometimes you can get away with the. Sometimes if you have that library of assets, like Gran Turismo had access to at one point, that's the that is the smart choice, even if it does make mean that you get some very silly comparisons when you see people try to compare numbers. But I want to drive a fire truck. <sighs> there was that time when you could uh, drive a Model T. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm referencing uh, Burnout uh, Burnout Three because Burnout Three had some really wild combinations of stuff you could drive for purposes of blowing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burnout always did love it. Explosions and crashes. Yeah, well, in Burnout 3, they made a specific, like, crash mode where the whole purpose was to make yeah. the biggest wrecks possible. It's, it was glorious. I love Burnout 3. Burnout, eventually, there was actually, this is almost totally forgotten at this point, but there was actually an Xbox Live Arcade uh, spinoff just called Burnout. I think it was called Burnout Crash, but it was basically a top-down version of the Crash mode where it was like sort of turned into a puzzle game where like there would be stages that had specific sets of crashes that you could trigger and like a slightly more complex uh, scoring system. It was just around creating the largest crashes imaginable. Uh, yeah, I kind of miss I, I miss Burnout. Uh, that it's it's tragic to me that Criterion got sacrificed upon like well try to make Need for Speed good. We'd prefer you make Need for Speed good, and it's like but I like Burnout more. <laughs> uh, I've still got Paradise on my Switch because hey, I can just play some nice Burnout when I want. But yeah, uh, poor Burnout. But yeah, uh, uh, let me pull one thing from the big question list because I am fading fast. So let me just grab fish something out of here, and then we'll get the show on. The, we will hit the dusty trail. Uh,
That's how we knew you had a fake bill. Oh, uh, hey, well, since given what's just happened this week, uh, the most of us, well, I care about, but I don't think anyone else here does, uh, will answer this one. Can we officially consider Rockstar to have rested on their laurels? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but hey, GTA 6 looks kind of neat. Um, oh, speaking of them, Red Dead Redemption Switch, very good port. Yeah, yeah, I want to pick that up because it looks like a very good version. But yeah, it's uh, like a very good game because I fired it up and like, well, you're making all these white people look like racist shitheads. I appreciate. Wait, that. maybe that's, that's maybe that makes history. sense. <laughs> but, well yeah, mo- mo- <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah. What I was gonna say was, and yeah, I, have, have you seen hmm? the videos where they took scenes from the GTA Six trailer and matched it to specific Florida Man news articles? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they very much. They made they made a game in Florida in 2023, and they knew what they were doing. But... No, I mean like it it matches to the video footage shown on the news. Yeah, I like, know. Like scene. I said, yeah, they're 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 leaning into the Florida man thing very very heavily. Mm-hmm. I wonder how Which, our given the nature of the series, this is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's great. But yeah, that's uh... the first one I've actually been mildly interested in. Since Vice City, I liked Five. I will admit, I liked Five. I would, I would play Five again. Uh, I never finished it. I enjoyed what I played of it, but it's also one of those situations where it's like, oh yeah, I don't feel like sitting in front of a console for sixty hours to do this. <laughs> but maybe, well, maybe I'll pick it up on Steam. When, yeah, I was gonna say maybe I'll pick it up on Steam when it's a little cheaper. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that. They they probably missed a trick uh, by just like leaning on GTA Online entirely for a really long time. But I mean, I can't say that I can prove that that was a bad choice. That game makes money hand over fist every year. Uh, but they definitely uh, they definitely are. I mean, I can't say that Grand Theft Auto 6 is not highly anticipated. That trailer hit like 100 million views within a day. Uh, Like, that game is going to sell, frankly, terrifying numbers. Uh, And, you know, it looks looks interesting. Like, I I did not know if I cared to see... Because, like... The, the peak cultural relevance of Miami to me is, is the 80s. Like, it's inextricably an 80s city. I, I've been to Miami once, and when I looked at it, all I could think was, oh, this didn't, uh, like, this doesn't look like the 80s. The 80s looks like this. <laughs> the 80s look like this. Like, that is just, it's still, like, as of, like, 2015, it still looks like that. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's but you know i it's it's still an interesting setting that you don't like uh, it, i think one of the things that may help gta at this stage is that for the entire decade of the aughts there was there were dozens of things trying to be grand theft auto and then by Grand Theft Auto V and since there have been very few things that are trying to be grand theft auto every publisher gave up that dream uh, the closest you get is Saints Row, and that's had its own issues. But the 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 era of the the GTA knockoff has just gone away. You don't see them anymore 
people don't try to make things that are like GTA anymore. So a new GTA feels honestly pretty refreshing because they're just like other companies gave up on knocking it off. Yeah. Although I would like to see a new Infamous. Just... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Sucker Punch is making because Ghosts of Tsushima was like three years ago at this point, so I'm sure they're working on something. Probably four years ago. Yeah, four years ago at this point. So they must be working on something, but I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what is the bet that the Village Florida will show up in GTA 6? I'd expect you're going to see a lot of... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll, I'll put it that way. But uh, I, I think that the premise is also a reasonably strong one. They seem to be going for the for the uh bonnie and clyde style story so that's that's an interesting one it's it's interesting to see them uh have a woman as a protagonist for the first time it's interesting uh to see them uh a a non-white woman as well so in general like they're, they're making some they're making some interesting swings they're modernizing with the times i'm, I'm interested in this like i am i am interested in seeing where this goes the leaks that we've heard about the game in the past would imply that they also seem intent on making it so that the single player has more uh, more of an ongoing content possibility, uh, which would be unsurprising to me, uh, since it would give them the ability to lure in uh, people into the uh, continuous money pit. Uh, that was GTA Online. That maybe are people who don't want to play with other people, and I mean, we'll we'll see how that ends up because the the trailer was very much just Grand Theft Auto 6 exists. It's in Vice City. Here's some uh, footage that shows the the sort of atmosphere that we're going for. Uh, it is fascinating to think about uh, how long these games take now. That game's coming out in 2025. It will have been 12 years since gta 5 when that game comes out and gta hmm? 5 has been on the past three generations of consoles right yeah it was a 360 game it was a ps4 game it is on the ps5 <laughs> natively uh and the other thing i'll point out is there are 12 years between grand theft auto 3 and grand theft auto 5 uh depending upon how you're counting uh, the number of Grand Theft Auto games between them was three: Vice City, uh, San Andreas, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, uh, Chinatown Wars, four: uh, Lost and Damned, Ballad of Gay Tony. Uh, so, depending upon if you like, Lost and Damned and Ballad of Gay Tony are both like 15-hour DLCs. You can make an argument for whether you consider those to be independent or not. Uh, so somewhere between seven and nine games in that period. This will be the first Grand Theft Auto game since five. Uh, it is it is fascinating to think about. How, like to to go back to the previous question we actually had about like how games suffer from pursuit of higher fidelity assets, higher resolution, blah 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 blah. Grand Theft Auto Three and Grand Theft Auto Vice City are <laughs> like a year apart <laughs> i want to say that vice city is like october 2002 and i wasn't even going to tell you guys when i did 
Let me just double check that to make sure that I'm not uh, just spouting lies. Uh, let's see. Yep, October 29th, 2002. So just over a year from Grand Theft Auto 3 to Grand Theft Auto Vice City. There is, uh, there's nothing like that now. It's not possible. You cannot make that at that scale. It's, it just doesn't happen. Uh, and you know, that, that's been a problem for the, like, I guess just to soapbox a bit before I fall asleep. That's been a problem for the entire industry because games don't have, can't be made fast enough to learn useful lessons from each other. <laughs> If I start making a AAA game now, it is a game that is going to come out a couple years into the lifespan of the ostensible PlayStation 6. The entire landscape will be unrecognizable. There's nothing that I can learn from games that are coming out right now. I have to look at what's popular now, make some strong, educated guesses about what I think is going to fall out of fashion and what I think is going to come into fashion and chart my course from there because I don't have any other options. Uh, and that's bad. Like that, that is why games have, aside from like the, the market forces, that's why games have moved to tried and even further into just do what's tried and true. That's why, uh, like, Things that seem like they should become standard for how games work take years and years to catch on and sometimes never do because by the time that the company, like by the time someone would have time to take a lesson from an older game, they're, <laughs> it's been years, man. <laughs> got, there's so many lessons I could be taking around the past few years and now I have to synthesize that into whatever I need to, whatever needs to make a hundred million dollars to break even. It's terrifying. This is, is uh, yeah, I mean, the that's how come we we had a whole slew of, there for a while, live service games. We're going to be seeing the hangover for that for at least another three years. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Like, they, they just showed another trailer for that Suicide Squad game. They sure didn't emphasize the live service elements, but we know they're still in there. They just realized that they were a losing proposition to market. Yeah, uh, I mean, I... I I mean, we still and we still have Exo Primal on the line, you know, coming up, which is a live service game. Um, we have Bat uh, the Batman Arkham Knights game, which is not Gotham a live Knights. service game. Sorry, what now? Gotham Knights, Arkham Knights. Gotham Knights. Uh, yeah, it's because it's not in the Arkham timeline, but yeah. Yeah, Gotham Knights, uh, which is not a live service game, but you can clear as it hell. It learned the wrong <laughs> that it had. It was either going to be a live service game and they caught it just before it went live, or... I think it just learned the long, wrong lessons from them. <laughs> yeah, or... It's either yeah. one of the two. Learned the long lessons and built towards it, or was built to be one, and then they decide not to do it at very near the end of production. Mm -hmm. But Or, like, just to, to look at, like, we know that Sony has at least a half dozen of these live service games that they intend to launch over the next several fiscal years. Like the, we will not be, we will not know only the dead know the end of live mm. service games. But yeah, 
so yeah, as as tends to happen distressingly often uh, on episodes, uh, the uh, moral of the story is that uh, the pursuit of infinite growth is destroying uh, the industry that we love. The uh, infinite wealth, you might say. Mm, no, infinite wealth is good actually. Um, <laughs> but only in like a dragon context. Um, because it's going to be silly as shit. <laughs> it's going to be stupid. It's going to be like next year is the year of AAA RPGs with protagonists riding around on segways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's close this out with a much cheerier notion about uh, pe people learning people learning life lessons through tabletop games. Oh. My turn? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hello there. If um, Do you enjoy role-playing games? Do you enjoy do. tabletop role-playing games with, theoretically, an actual live person running the show? I do. Because, <laughs> I mean, we, there are alternatives now. Not always good ones, but there are. <laughs> um, do you enjoy... You enjoy watching other people suffer through poor dice rolls and poorer pers interpersonal decisions. Boy, do um, happens to everyone else. Oh, yes. yes, seriously, there's an entire YouTube network de dedicated to this at this point. It <laughs> gets kind of ridiculous. Well, if you enjoy that kind of thing and you prefer it in a narrative format, we have Princesses of the Pizza Parlor for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited, with um, currently four paperback collections as well. This um, basically is just people playing the game. It is children <laughs> playing the game. It's uh, adults learning to deal with children playing the game. <laughs> um, yes, sometimes you have to wonder who's learning the better life lesson here. Uh, and a few very specific instances. Yes. Um, so, yes, so it's, again, Princesses of the P Pizza Parlor for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited by Michael Yarimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U, in currently 12 episodes of a session each, plus three, soon to be four, side stories and a really long-ass paralogue, um, <laughs> which is its own book. So. There's yeah, a lot of meat so, on yes. those bones. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I figure I will eventually, eventually surpass War and Peace for a total word count. <laughs> I believe in you, and not in the not so distant future. Next Sunday, AD. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but yeah, I, I think I told you I did, I did make a joke about that in like episode twelve. Of course, episode eleven. It's like, yeah. And hey. uh... I was thinking, like, there, there. The, you had mentioned there was, there is a new one coming shortly. Well, that depends on how soon I can get a cover for it done. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's so, in the tail end next of production. Month. Probably ne sometime next month, probably. Mm. In the tail end of production. So hey, maybe use this time to get caught up. <laughs> oh yes, but, I uh, should probably start mentioning the fact that the author's birthday sale is going to be the first or the second week of next month. Yeah, I was wondering so, about that. So, yeah, so... If you absolutely have to wait and can't just spare a couple dollars right now, wait till then and get some good discounts. Wait, or they could be a good... Now. Or they could be a Or they could be a good stocking stuffer. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, digital, but yeah. Um, or you can wait for the dead trees, but... <laughs> yep. 
I mean, the Dead Trade Editions have been randomly on sale on Amazon for I'm not sure how long. I don't know why. So, I mean, let me... Amazon the Mysterious Beast. Yeah. It just it randomly discounts stuff that isn't that seems to be underperforming. Randomly, I'm not sure why, but yeah, um, yeah. Currently, the first paperback is at a 33% off discount. I do not know why. <laughs> a second one is, as usual, not discounted at all. Never is. I do not know why. Only the second book. Um, the third one is currently 65% off. Wow. I don't know why. This is not me just, doing this, but I've already... just happened. The I, algorithm is mysterious. I, I have proven through, just through empirical testing, that this does not actually affect my, um, any of my royalties. Yeah, so don't feel bad about taking advantage. <laughs> yep. They're taking advantage of Amazon, um, not my... Yeah. Yep. The, uh, or the fourth book, the digital copy is at 40% off just on the digital side and 78% off for the paperback. Did they? Wow. You'd looking, be a fool not like, to. Paperback. <laughs> $4.20 for the paperback. That is less than the printing cost by about a dollar. <laughs> Amazon, what are you doing? I don't care because it still gives me the same royalty, but seriously, people, really, you can get some pretty good deals here. Yeah. Support your local author. Please do. Okay. And as for others, uh, Joe, tell us about your streams and YouTubes. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube, Smoking Joe Gamer. And at this point, I'm kind of dividing my time between the two. So I'm still doing some live streams here and there, but I'm also just recording stuff specifically for YouTube. And um, I finally finished rendering and uploading my entire playthrough of Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So that's seven parts, but I, I do the seventh part does include the ending and stuff. So that's up there now. Um, I'm working on my holiday buying guide 2023. So... I currently have some videos of, let's see, Diablo 4, Mortal Kombat 1, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, and I have, I'm have i planning on doing some other videos of just games that came out this year where I just tell you, hey, here's what I liked about it, and just try to help you make a better decision you know, with your money, <laughs> with the, uh, especially with all the holiday sales going on and whatnot. Um, I'm working on a video for the Steam Deck OLED, just a review, and then also some benchmarks and how well it runs, mm -hmm. remote play, emulation, stuff like that. So yeah, just got plenty of content in the pipeline right now for the rest of this month, and um, you yeah, do try to check that out. So I typically do streams Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. If I don't stream, it's because I'm recording something for YouTube or waiting for something to upload to YouTube or waiting for something to render. You know, I'm I'm now learning some video editing, and a huge part of video editing is just waiting for the damn videos to render, and then you watch it and say, "Oh, this this quality is terrible. I picked the wrong settings," and then and you have to do it again. Oh yeah. So I I, re <laughs> Fun. I, re I remember the days when I used to make AMVs. Oh yep. lord. So. Oh no, this part is out of sync. <laughs> <laughs> oh gods, I forgot to mute this part of the video. 
<laughs> well, I overlaid the song. Yeah, oh, life is suffering. So, I'm just learning all this stuff now, and it's like, oh yeah, this is why I do Twitch streaming. It's so easy. You just click one button, and then you just export to YouTube, and then that's it. And it's like, oh, but... Then you're allowed so, to forget that it happened. Yeah, and then, but sometimes you want to just cut little pieces out, or you want to mash two videos together. Like, I did try to stream Baldur's Gate 3 the other night, and it was a total shit show, because I, as I explained before, I got stuck in a fight that I didn't know was optional, but was absolutely unwinnable for my little party. And... But, like, the video, it must have cut off at some point. So now there's a 19-minute video followed by a, an hour and 10-minute video. So I'm like, okay, I guess I need to download these and then mash them together and then re-render it and then upload to YouTube. It's like, oh, I, I'm, I may do that or I may just delete it and just record something new. You know? Mm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yep. So, yeah, so check that out. Mm. Smoking Joe Gamer. Um, well, I also want to expand into beyond gaming, which uh, I may or may not do at some point. I may do guitar lessons. I may review music albums, movies. I don't know. So I, I do have, I do want to expand beyond gaming, but you know, we'll see how that goes. So second channel, Smoking Joe Lamer. Um, <laughs> uh, my apologies. You got me. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh. Let's say. Uh, Tam, what about the uh, the RP Gamer streams? So, um, the RP Gamer stream team is live, generally speaking, seven days a week at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Uh, myself and five other people? Four? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> well, I'm, Pause hasn't been streaming in a while, but we mm -hmm. still have spare... Fair Hombres, uh, Hair Frog, myself, mm -hmm. Hero Harmony, Scar. Now that's it. So five. So currently, yeah, four four other people. Um, Pause wants to return, but she, she's been just busy. Um, yeah. So, but that's uh, the that's the advantage of having a large enough stream team. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, we have people who can sometimes cover, although because of the holidays, um, they're things maybe... Things are going to inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, th things are going to be uh, inconsistent, although Scar should probably be around because he had a three-week break while he was out in Japan mm. and Korea. Um, nice. But Hairfrog is going to be off, so we're going to be missing his. Um, That's tragic. How will he I'm spin the wheel now? <laughs> Well, Hairfrog's not the wheel. Hairfrog. Oh wait, fuck. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah, uh, Hairfrog's disguising. Yeah, he's disguising. And and he's almost done his quest. I was thinking like he has to be near the end. He he is down to just Bale in D two, <laughs> and uh, he is partway through Disgaea six. Jesus. So he's. Finished Bale in one through five, except for D two. He has finished Bale in Disgaea seven. <laughs> so he it's up to date. Yeah, so he only has Disgaea D two Bale fight, and it's just the Bale fight. And Disgaea uh... seven. So he Don't might worry. actually. Uh, he started this journey in March. That makes sense. <laughs> well, especially since he's doing, you know, going for Bale. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so in fact, he uh, we have a clip of him one-shotting Bale in Disguise 7. That must have been satisfying. <laughs> he didn't even realize he did it. It's like, wait, I'm done? What? Hooray! Hooray! One shot, what? <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was glorious. And stage just guy fights can get real dumb. Yeah, so, uh, uh, and I, I just play, I have been playing all sorts of just random weird stuff. Everyone loves ra the random trash platter. You, I, I, I am the random trash platter. I've, I've played Crystar, I've started Cry Machina, I have Super Robot War 2nd OG going, I have Tale, the Tales of Arise DLC. I've been doing DK mm. Goddess of Victory, Honkai Star Rail. I I am the trash. Pla I am the I, Tam plays the weird games. The trash man. Uh. Trash anime man. <laughs> I can't. I, it's, I mean, if you want to do the rebrand, we can go through. I'm but, not uh, rebranding. <laughs> but yeah. But. So. Not trash though. Jujutsu Kaisen. I love that show. I haven't even seen a few episodes. It seemed pretty solid. Yeah. But I was I gonna say something about it? But yeah. So you know, give the give the RP Gamer stream a look. There's plenty. Of, there's certainly plenty of archives. There's uh, definitely there's someone to suit most any taste. So. Yep. Uh. Give that a look. Uh, any given day, you'll probably find something. If you uh -huh. go go through the RP Gamer archives, look for Joe Hanley. I got a few reviews published years ago, so you could read those if you want. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh as for this this very stream uh and this podcast in general, uh this is you can ask us questions as good friend Fireminer did. Uh, you can ask them via this uh, the stream chat if you catch us while we're streaming. We typically go uh, Thursdays from uh, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, through whenever one of us is ready to fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you can ask us questions there. You can ask us questions in the RP Gamer Discord. You can ask us questions in the comments section under one of the more recent episodes. We'll usually check back for it. Uh, you can also catch uh, me, Wheels, and Joe most consistently uh, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern for Shenanigans, where we play whatever the hell. Uh, God, what did, we end up, what did you end up settling on last week? Uh, we watched him play oh. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we watched him play stuff. But I, I, I I'm sorry, I have to go back to the Game Awards now. What did you guys oh, think no. of that new three versus three player battles for Strive? I, I think oh, that like that seems like a gimmick yeah. idea, but I mean, fair. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I, I've been meaning to get back into that game because apparently I missed out on two whole seasons of characters, and Johnny's in there now. Yeah, um, Elfelt just got added as well. Elfelt, I'm like, oh, like so. Looks like she might be a little different from the previous game, but she kind of looks like. Um, I don't know when she, when she first showed up on screen, she's holding a microphone. I thought of Rise from Persona 4 Arena. Mm -hmm. But um, it, no, it looks like they might have changed up her playstyle a little bit. So she she's gonna be fun to play. Um, it looked, she looked kind of like um, 
not Noel, the other character from Blaze Blue that Noel technically is. Oh, uh, just remember the robots. Yeah. Yeah, Lambda there was or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or there new. was um, Lambda, New, and Mew. Yeah. Yeah, could be any of those. They're all robots. Uh, and then they're all clones of Saya, who is the Imperator now, who is Jin uh, and Ragna's little sister, who got kidnapped. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I think the if I attempted to fully comprehend Blaze Blue Cannon, my brain would melt. I yeah, mean, no. I, same I'm with no Guilty Gear Cannon. True. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, actually, I, I am excited about that. I'd like to play Strive some more. So. Yeah, I'll try to pick up a copy at some point. Uh, uh, but yeah, you can you can ask us questions via Twitch, via RPGamer comment, via Discord. If you aren't in the RPGamer Discord, you can get to it by going to the community tab on RPGamer. You can find an invite there. It's a great community. Whether you want to uh, ask us questions or not. Otherwise, though, uh, I think it's about time we all fell asleep. So see you, Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>